0: This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, I want to talk about creating a sales culture in your organization, and this is just as much for sales managers as it is and VPs and CEOs as it is for sales professionals. Actually, more so uh, for senior executives is that creating a sales culture seems like such a great idea. You know what? Everybody should be in sales or, you know what? We've been taking orders a lot, but we haven't been proactive. Let's turn everybody into salespeople. Sounds like a great idea. Sounds like it makes sense for the bottom line, but it's not easy to implement. And I think this is key is that I've worked with a number of organizations, both successfully and somewhat unsuccessfully, implementing a sales culture in their organization. So I thought I would share some of my thoughts today. I may dig in at a later podcast in more depth on really how to make this work, but I want to kind of put some things on the table for you to think about. Number one, what is a sales culture? Well, if I've been hired and I've worked with everything from major universities to professional associations uh, to high-tech organizations. I've even worked with chemists who've worked with various labs who deal with customers and management wanted them to be more sales-focused, you know, opportunity identification. And some of these went really well and some of them didn't. Uh, some of them were painful processes and some of them were, really just kind of flew along with some very good momentum. So I thought I would just identify a few lessons and a few thoughts on creating a sales culture in your organization. Number one, uh, if you've hired someone for their academic prowess, their knowledge, and their education, and then you turn around after hiring them for that, and then decide a year into it that now they have to be more ROI focused and need to sell, don't be surprised when you have pushback. Okay, it's going to occur. Uh, you know why do I have to sell? It's not what I signed up for. And so I think that number one is the first thing is that you need buy-in. You really need buy-in from people in the organization. Creating a sales culture is like any other cultural change. It's change. People say change is great, but really, change is great as long as the change that's happening is working in your favor. Is being accountable for sales performance going to change my job? Is it going to change my pay? Is it going to affect the way I'm judged? Is it going to affect performance reports? Is it going to change what I'm doing on a regular basis? Am I going to be effective at it? What kind of support am I going to get? These are all questions people are asking. So I think the first thing we want to establish is what is a sales culture? Well, sales culture isn't necessarily turning everybody into a cold caller or a prospector. It really is, in my opinion, for an organization, just that, creating a culture of opportunity. It's taking people who are used to taking orders or Programming software uh, or answering the phone and directing traffic to various departments into opportunity seekers. In essence, training people to have an eye for opportunity, being able to identify a need in a customer or the marketplace and fulfill that need for that customer or in the marketplace. In essence, this is the message I try to translate to all organizations I'm working with, even people who are brand new to selling and have never even looked at it, is really if you're great at sales. Your true job, if you're selling the right product, should simply be helping people to achieve their goals, utilizing your products or services. So I'm really speaking to organizations that have a decent product or service. If you're flogging junk, an outdated product, and you're pounding the phones to find one sucker out of every 50, then I don't think you need to create a sales culture. I think you need to find a new product. So number one, to create a sales culture and get buy-in from other people in the organization, I think you need to have a great product or service. And then what you really need to do is teach people how to be opportunity identifiers. I think if we frame it in that sense, we frame it in the sense that we don't necessarily need everyone in the organization to help us close deals, but we do need to create a mentality of opportunity seeking and the desire amongst everybody in our organization to really help our customers and our marketplace achieve their goals by utilizing our products and services when there's a fit. So number two, number three here, so number one, get a buy-in. Number two, opportunity culture. Number three is rewards. I think that, you know, the reality is, is if you're going to ask someone to make a cultural change, a shift in the way they do business, maybe the way they've done business for years, is it needs to be some type of reward or remuneration. I don't care if it's a prize for a holiday for the person who gives the most referrals to the sales department or it's actually building in uh, a payback on the overall company profitability to all the staff. In essence, a dividend for helping increase the the overall revenues of the organization, regardless of someone's in service or production or purely sales. I think that will work, but there has to be a reward. Now, tying back into buy-in. You know, we look at, we've moved through some fairly tough economic times. Possibly the reward and the buy in is tied to the fact that if we all roll our sleeves up and help identify opportunities and create margins, then the company can grow and have stability as far as jobs. But beyond that, people also need to be rewarded individually. Number four is inspect. Uh, You know, Trevor Green, co author of Closing Bigger with me, In the Closing Bigger book, we talked a lot about how to create new habits. But one of the things we looked at is Trevor, coming from a military background, shared a great quote with me. And he said, what gets inspected gets respected. So just teaching people about sales or opportunity and getting them to feel all great in a training session or a one meeting a week isn't going to cut it. What we need to do is really measure and inspect core key performance indicators within our staff to make sure that, yes, they haven't just bought in, but they're actually taking action. Number five, and this is really important, even when you're changing the sales culture in your sales organization, is to move people quickly if need be. In other words, if there's no longer a fit, if this person was a reactive customer service agent and we've moved them into a proactive role, and maybe they were a fantastic customer service agent, and they're failing miserably at the sales process, and there just isn't a fit, and they're not happy, and this change is not one they want then find a way you can move them somewhere else in your organization where it's really going to be more beneficial for them and the company and more in line with their values or move them out of the company and help them find another opportunity. And so I think this is the key is that we create a sales culture. Part of it is also hiring the right salespeople. So I've brought in, I've been brought into organizations a number of times to train people's teams on being more effective at selling But the reality is, is almost all the salespeople at best were B-list salespeople. The challenge wasn't necessarily even the sales process, the product or the service, but the actual recruitment of sales professionals. So I guess one piece of advice is you get what you pay for. You really do get what you pay for. So if you're looking at hiring the right people who can close deals, realize that you're going to have to pay or at least reward for sales quite well. So the next thought and here's a big thought for me is number six in creating a sales culture is to feed the monster so in other words as people come across new and exciting challenges and as they work hard towards their goals and as they buy in or drink the kool-aid around yes i'm now a proactive salesperson. on yes i'm now an opportunity seeker is we need to feed that monster in other words we need to continually train and develop people and mentor them to help them move towards this number seven and eight are really interesting. Number seven is you need to be able to fix the operations. So I've worked with organizations many times where I've been hired to come in with this. I can think of one manufacturer a couple of years ago that I worked with. Uh, actually, a couple of manufacturers to be exact. And very different and industries from each other. But they both had the same problem. That was it wasn't a sales problem. It was an operations problem. In other words, the sales team will go out and get deals Or they would lack the confidence in going out to get deals because they knew on the back end from a manufacturing perspective, their quality assurance wasn't in place. They couldn't deliver on time. And in many cases, even things as simple as getting quotes out because there were so many levels of approval in their organization from a manufacturing process that they just couldn't respond in a timely manner. So if you're going to create a sales culture, also be willing to change your operations, product development, or service culture. And so I guess that's number eight is that you may need to fix a product or create a new product. In other words, is what you're offering now meeting the needs of the market you're chasing? If not, either you need to find a new market or you need to identify how you need to improve what you're selling to make it work. And number nine, and this is really important, is sales cultures aren't created overnight. Often, to create a leader, it takes at least 18 months to make a major change. In other words, someone can look like a leader and talk like a leader and act like a leader and smell like a leader, but if you leave them alone and don't continually sort of handhold them, in a lot of cases, in the first few months, someone who even appears to be a leader as you go on holiday, let's say as a CEO, you come back and find things have gone awry. One of the reasons why is that in order for those actions that finally become part of their sales DNA or their leadership DNA, it takes time. And so this process, this creating sales culture, isn't about a one-week boot camp. It isn't about reading today the book of the month that's the latest sales craze and getting people to implement it at work or add an extra button in your CRM tool and think that's going to cut it. It takes continued, aggressive, proactive inspection, action, and training in order to create a sales organization throughout your whole organization. It's a major change, it's a major shift, and we have to be committed to it. Too often, I think, we feel that writing a mission statement, putting on a wall, and taking someone to a seminar is going to cut it, but the reality is leadership has more to do with implementing a great sales process than sales. In other words, in order to create a sales culture, it's about you having a strong leadership culture and really, really continually reinforcing this change. So those are my thoughts on creating a sales culture and organization. It's a tall order. It's highly rewarding and highly profitable once you get it done, but it's definitely a lot more effort than most people think. It takes a lot more commitment, and you're going to have to make some hard but positive decisions that are going to help your business in the long term. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net.